my beautiful girls. Today we are talking about the power of a mother's love with my guest co-host, Simone Shepard. Happy Mother's Day, y'all. Let's talk about it. What's up, my beautiful girls? Hey, hey. y'all. Hey, hey, hey. I am so excited to have you here. I'm your girl, Jay Marie. Thank you for watching and listening to Girl Talk with Jay Marie. Now, I also have a guest co-host for today's episode. And please, y'all, make some noise and clap it up for my sister and my girl, Simone Shepard's in the house. Hey, how you doing? I'm so happy to be here with you. I love you so much. Like people don't even really understand how close we are in our connection. So it's just exciting to be doing this with you and let people see, you know, me and you vibe. The vibe is about to pop off. Y'all don't know. She lets me be crazy too. So that's the other beautiful thing about it. She loves me both ways. So I, I am so grateful for you coming on. And one of the wisest people I know, hands down. Girl, so we're going to bring some of that. No, no, no. We're going to share what we share with each other then today. Okay. So okay. And the first thing we like to do with this as we get started in the episode is I like to start off with the word, okay? Because we need that word in our life so it. that we don't hurt nobody along the way, it, okay? Hello. <laughs> so this first segment is called Prayer on the Spot, y'all. And please make sure you follow Prayer on the Spot, prayer ministry that I have. Make sure you check it out. Get your daily word. Get your prayer in. But this scripture is going to connect to today's episode, which is entitled The Power of a Mother's Love. Oh, yes, it's Mother's Day weekend, in case you didn't know. It's coming up, y'all. So I want to make sure that we give all the possible love we can to the beautiful mothers out there and those who fill in as moms. We love and appreciate you. So this scripture is strictly for the mother. Listen at this. It says, John, it says in John 15 and 13, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for Mm. one's friend. Now, I'm going to say this again because y'all heard friend and I got you distracted, but I need you to hear what we're talking about. It said, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. Why is that so powerful to me for this episode? Because I think, Simone, a mother's love, okay? Mm -hmm. This is when a woman has decided to sacrifice. Yes. Exactly what the scripture is talking about, to sacrifice their physical body, to sacrifice their mental, their spiritual, their emotional. How is it a sacrifice? Because they're no longer their own. They're giving everything they have to someone that they've never even met before. So I want you to elaborate a little bit on what you heard when you heard the scripture and anything that you can say related to your experience. Ooh, you know, that scripture really just, mm, it it makes, as a mother, as a new mother, Mm -hmm. it makes me kind of emotional because, you know, I think that people, we we take for granted or we don't sit in the reality of how much it, it costs, how much sacrifice is made to give life, right? And how much you give up of yourself and you completely become a new person because when you become a mother and even the process of preparing to become a mother, you are allow you you're giving up who you are to become someone new and 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 that new person is the mother right so it resonates with me because you have to constantly remind yourself that there's no bigger 
task that God has given you and then to be a mother, right? Because you live so much of yourself as an individual, or even if you are coupled, you live as a couple, which is a very different dynamic than becoming a mother when you're actually, like you said, sacrificing your physical body, your mental body, and actually your place in the world is shifted because you can have dreams, you can have visions, you can have all these things that you want to do and 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 god put those in you so those will manifest right if if they if he truly put them in you but when you become a mother your approach is completely different of how you Mm. realize those dreams so you literally have to rest on god because you've Mm. sacrificed your Mm. your approach to life it's a whole new whole new outlook on life so as I sit in the reality of that, and I'm only been a mother for three months, because I, you know, I understand that when when people become mothers and when when mothers, you know, you take it on, you get used to it, you get into the flow of it, you get acclimated. So I'm still acclimating into my motherhood. And so I'm still at that place where it's like, it's really me and someone else forever. Someone who completely depends on me. When he looks at me, he looks at me like, I am his, I am his source, how I look to God. He looks to me. So it's really important for me to to put God first so that when he's looking at me, my son, he's not looking at Simone's approach to life. He's looking at this new lens that God has given me, you know, Mm -hmm. to be a mother, to be a caretaker, to be a, a new woman, you know? Yeah. Yes, I do know. And you you know, you almost got me over here getting emotional. Okay, so that was that was the last line that I had here. You know, it was just, it's no longer your life. Now it's no. their life. It's their life. And you yes. nailed it. That was the exact way that I had Girl. that scripture written down. And that's the beauty in the revelation. The reason I have the revelation I have about a mother is because of my own mother. And so I, like you, yes. have God's love. But when I get to see the love of a mother, the sacrifices that they made, just like you said, starting with the physical. And we're going to get yes. into that even more because I think people forget that this is like literally like the closest thing to death that a woman can come to more and likely when they're birthing a child and going through with this process. So we're going to get into that, okay? Because I got it ready for you. But we got to start off with another segment really quick so they can know you just a little bit more. As y'all can already probably hear, yeah, this is what this is what happens when we in the room together. It, it this is what happens. So yes. <laughs> this next section is called Quick Three with Jay Marie and Simone. The whole purpose here is that my audience gets to know you a little bit more intimately. Like I said, the reason I love you, I want them to also know that they can love okay. you as well. So the first question, which after these questions, I can't add nothing to it. So I actually have to shut up. Surprise. OK, the first question is this. What was one of the scariest things you've had to endure or overcome? Woo. You know, I have to say two things, right? Because they're connected. Um, And they are both relating to my motherhood. So the scariest thing, and this is so crazy. I'm going to get emotional because as I sit here and reflect on one of the scariest moments of my life, you were actually there because I was, it was when I found out that I had fibroids and I was told that I wouldn't be able to have children. And that was one of the scariest um, things that I've ever been told because 
it was my reality in the moment, but my faith wouldn't allow me to settle into that reality, right? So that's why it's important to have great friends and great people around you, praying people, because I remember when I told you and I was very emotional, you rushed over, we were over at a friend's house and you immediately started praying for me and you started praying in the truth that I knew that God had placed in my heart, that my faith had placed in my heart, that I would be a mother. Mm -hmm. So, and that was, that was almost eight years ago. It was. <laughs> and that, and that is when my motherhood journey started almost eight years ago when, when it was almost taken from me. Right. Um, and then the other scariest moment was, was when I was actually, you know, I had a C-section and when I was actually on the table about to have this baby and I had him and, you know, this is a story that I'm, I'm going to tell in more detail, probably later on, you know, in the video where I released this, but you know, my baby um, was, he came early, he was 37 weeks and he was in a NICU because his lungs were underdeveloped. So when I had him, he came out screaming and breathing, but then a few minutes later, he stopped breathing. Mm. And, and in that moment, you mm. realize that although I had never met this person that I carry, you know, I knew him because I was carrying him that I would rather me than him in that mm. moment. Girl. So your prayers mm. completely change. So when you, so you, we can't even help it. Our prayers are always selfish, right? We're always praying, God, please bless me. God, please allow me. God, even when we pray for our family is selfish because if something happens to them, then we know how that affects us. So it's, it's mm -hmm. always a bit selfish, right? Mm -hmm. But the moment I, I, I saw him and, and was told he wasn't breathing, my prayer became, I don't care what happens to me, right? <laughs> God, just keep him, right? Mm -hmm. But in mm -hmm. that moment, I realized that the keeping of him was the keeping of me too. Mm -hmm. So my prayer was for the both of us because we needed each other. He needed me as a yeah. mother and I needed him yeah. as a child. And so that was the other scariest moment. And so my faith told me that, God said that you would have this baby, so this baby will be fine. Amen. And, and so, I remember that being, oh, I can't talk after these. <laughs> I forgot, but I yeah. am going to say this. I, no, I'm not. I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. And we'll come Go ahead, do what you Thank said. Thank you. That was okay. great, honey. All right. Number two, Simone, what is your superpower as a woman? Ooh, my superpower, this is not, this is so easy for me, is my faith. Okay. Is my faith. You know, life is crazy. And we all know that, you know, not even just on a personal level. I think that we all woke up on, and we were together then too, March 13th, when the quarantine, when they, when they shut when it they all down, when, right before yep. it's my birthday, we got this together. The last thing I got to do. Yeah. The last thing we got to do, you know, our lives shifted so drastically, right? Um, so suddenly. And had it not been for faith, I think a lot of us would not have made it through the isolation of quarantine, right? I'm gonna tell you. But not just that instance, but so many instances were in isolation. So, you know, the quarantine was something that we all went through together, but there are 
many pandemics or major pandemics that exist throughout our life. It could be losing a loved one. It could be not getting a job you wanted. It can be, you know, a relationship not working out the way you expected to. These are many pandemics, right? And these yeah. things can come and they can literally not only just, they can make your life desolate. They can just wipe out something that you were yeah. living a, a certain way and it just wipes out that whole plan. Um, but you, but faith, right? So I'm going to say my faith has literally been my saving grace because it's, it's unwavering, you know, and, and here's the great thing about faith is not just when it comes to me is that all you need is a mustard seed. So I've literally seen myself in instances, just grab onto that mustard seed to, to Mm. endure, to get through. So it's definitely my superpower. I literally don't need anything by faith. Faith told me I was going to be a mother and I'm a mother. Even if it was eight years after they told me I would never be. Come on, new beginning, honey. That's all that stands for. Yeah, no, faith faith endures. So my faith has has allowed me to make it through the long haul. Yeah. I love that as a superpower, Simona. Okay, nothing else. Um, Number question, number three. What are two things? And if you want to add more, that's fine. But what are at least two things that you want to tell the 13-year-old Simone that you would tell Ooh. her now? Um, girl, sit your ass down somewhere. No. <laughs> um, I would tell the 13-year-old Simone that it all works out, right? And be patient. Be patient. Because I think that you know, the 13 year old Simone had faith. Like there was always knew what I knew that God told me what I was going to be and what I was going to do. But at that young age, you don't activate patience and and life requires patience. It don't all, you know, God's word is his word, but he don't activate, he don't operate in the same timing that we do. You know, he has no time. Mm -hmm. So just because he said it don't mean it's happening at that moment. And you have to be patient with yourself in every area of your life. That's what I would tell young Simone. Simone is telling young Simone and she's telling all the old folks around here today that that is our Listen. word because yes. the patience that it requires to do life, period. To do life. It requires a superpower. <laughs> it, re- it requires a superpower. So it's all connected because that it's superpower is needed to continue with what you said as far as patience goes. So thank exactly. you so much for sharing that. That was just girl again we haven't even gotten to the deep parts of this yet but I, again we want to congratulate you as you said you've been a mom for three months it's mother's day this weekend and i wanted to bring on somebody that i knew like your journey which you were able to give a little bit mm. of background to that is it, it didn't start off like that typical oh well we were gonna have kids today and then bam yeah. you go ahead and get pregnant and nine months later comes the baby it sounds yeah. like exactly what you said it required your superpower exactly what you said yeah. It required you to be patient. And so with that journey, Simone, and as you already gave us a little bit of background, I just want to, I want you to talk to us now because I didn't even mention everything that you do yet because I don't really like to hit everyone with somebody's title because you you don't have a title. It's like, yeah. you do everything. It's You use all your gifts. And that's the thing I like to say when people come on my show is make sure you use all your gifts and you yes. use all your gifts. You're a phenomenal woman. And so for instance, you're, you, you're a comedian, you're a writer, 
you're a producer, you you are a mother and a, a, a woman that has changed the course of many people's lives because of your, your skill set, which you know how to do well. So many other people have become successful because of you. When it comes to that and motherhood, and I want to bring this up for many other people who are in the industry that also have yet to become a mom because maybe they're waiting to become a mother due to fear or um, not being sure about what it's going to be like. What do you say to those women who want to be a mom, but they also have a career? Mm -hmm. I know you're still early in it, but what was your thing to give you the strength and the courage to go forth? and still pursue having having a baby in the middle of being so successful? You know, again, leaning on that faith because we literally can make so many plans, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing that I've realized about motherhood is that you have to be flexible. I had a birth plan. I had, you know, this, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to have the baby do this and do that and do that. And then, you know, natural birth. Then I really, you know, then I realized I was going to have to have a C-section and then my baby was in a hospital for 10 days. And, you know, all these things that weren't a part of my birth plan, I had to make adjustments. Right. So life and career is the same way. You have to make adjustments so you can be pursuing this career. Right. And hopes that everything you want will materialize and say, I'm going to put off being a mother, even though that's something in your heart and what you want may not materialize in the timing that you expect it, right? And and you've skipped over the possibility of motherhood, right? Um, so what I say is, I say your heart, God has placed all the desires in your heart, whether it is yeah. career, motherhood, all these things. And I think that you have to just trust that his timing is perfect. And yeah. that if he calls you out for motherhood, in the midst of your career flourishing, then you mm-hmm. got to trust the timing that that this is this is the time for that too, right? And that he yeah. will give you skills um, and and the wherewithal to be able to handle all of it at at the same time. Um, but the biggest thing that I say about motherhood and career is, I think that it's not just about. I'm not saying that you can't do it on your own. But what I do recommend to women is, is find good partnership, find teammates, right? So, so I'm not saying that I am saying this, it is much easier 100% when you have a good partnership in being a parent, right? I like it. It's much easier when you have good partnership in chasing your dreams and and doing your career it's it helps to have partnership right even if that's just a friend encouraging you or whatever because we don't know what life you know there are single mothers who thrive and and god has made the most amazing lives and stories out of single parents so i'm not saying that that's Mm -hmm. not possible and that that's not your journey because it can be your journey but what i will say is in order to be superwoman you have to have support You have to have someone around you, people around you, family, friends, all these things. So be open. As Black women, we try to take on so much ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when we take on those things, we we lessen certain parts of our lives. So we take on everything. So something suffers, right? Yeah. But when we allow ourselves to have help, even if it's just taking some time to pray and meditate to get back on focus whatever it is even if it's you helping you you have to allow yourself 
that grace because that's what it is. You have to give yourself grace in order to be able Come to on. do all those things. So in order to follow all your dreams, because you can do it all. I, I, I'm not someone who believes, oh, you can't have a career and have a family. That's not true. I believe I that believe you can that. have everything that God yeah. has set before you. It is yours. So you Amen. have to give yourself grace as you manage those things because you're not going to mm -hmm. get it perfect whether it's career family or whatever but as you but if god has given it to you be placed it before you then you will be able to to handle it it's just it's just the, the way it is so don't ever limit yourself if you want if you got a career and want a family pursue them both and if you pursue Amen. god first and you pursue what he's like if it's your career that's in front of you that's flourishing pursue that because along that journey you'll mess around and, and find your your mate and find your family you never know you know won't he do it yes won't indeed. He do it. i know this to be true oh i know yes. i know we talk about you though okay come yeah. on now so in in even in your life and so this is my other question to this what would you say is like um what would you say is the most, no, that's not how I want to ask you. I want to say, what's something that people, you know, you talk to other women who have children before you had your baby. You, you right. talk to your mom even. What's something that nobody could have prepared you for? Nobody could have explained it right. You literally had to do it in order to understand it. What is one of those things or two of those things that you know now that you've had your baby? Can I just be honest with you? I think it's just motherhood, period. Okay. Because, because, because listen, you can, every, women, we all get here the same way, right? So there is never a shortage of mothers in the world that you can talk to who can give you information. And I sat with a lot of wonderful mothers, my mother, other mothers, and, and listened to all the stories. Um, they, they tried to prepare me and they did, but until you, hold your child and assess the needs of your baby there there's no one who could prepare you to mother your child that's why god gave you that child it's your child mm -hmm. so as much as i you know can can get help and tell stories whatever it is a day-to-day -day process right yeah. no one can tell you how it feels in your heart until you feel it and i and i now talk to mothers and they're like see no one could really explain it to you see now you hear now you get it now you get it that's all I've been hearing is now you get it now you get it and now yes, you get, now it. I get it so yeah there's just just no nobody who can who can fully prepare you for motherhood yeah. until you become a mother honestly yeah that's really good because um something just that I've read and again I've been an observer is I realized that like there is no one way to write. You no. know how some people are like, oh, well, this is how my kid does it. That's how there is no one way, one track to raise no. a child to become a human being or how that human being is going to turn out. Yep. Because a lot of times people want all these things for their children. And you may have literally given your child everything. They may yep. have come from a silver spoon, but they turn out to be God knows what. And it was not right. what you thought compared to how little Timmy was as a kid. Yeah. So what is something, and I bring that up for another point too. You have a child and your child is going to be a black man in the world. Yes. You see everything that's happening today. Yes. I know this is probably out there, but being you, you've thought about it. So in oh, my yeah. mind, I would love to hear out of your thoughts, 
what are you going to say? How are you going? And you do, and he has a daddy. It's not like his daddy ain't going to be there too. But I mean, what as a black woman who is a powerful black woman and love mm -hmm. our black men, what are you going to speak to your child, your son, your king, whenever he gets older mm -hmm. about what it's like to be a black man in America, about how to be successful as a black man in America, how to stay safe as a black man in America? What are some of the things that you already kind of know you want to share with your baby? You know, as a black woman who, even when I was carrying my black, because this is what's so trippy is, is that, you know, and I think that you know this, that I found out that I was pregnant um, maybe like a week or two after the That's George right. George Floyd um, murder. And, and that was like, it's a, so it was such a joyous moment because everybody, you know, you knew how much I wanted to be a mother yeah. and how much I had been asking God for this. Um, and then at 10 weeks, I found out I was having a son and we were right in the midst of the protesting and all of that. And I wanted to be out there because you were out there. Listen, I, I wanted to be out there on the front line. Yep. But I realized that the, you know, on the front lines for my black brother, for my black man, mm -hmm. for the black boy I was carrying, I wanted to be out there protesting. But I realized that the biggest thing that I could do for this black baby that I was carrying, this black boy, was take care of my black maternal health because you know, I'm black women struggle with so many issues and have so many complications for pregnancy through pregnancy that mm -hmm. if me taking care of him started with me taking care of myself while I was carrying him. And so I thought about, okay, now when you get him into the world, this world that you're bringing him into all this trauma and all the suffering that we suffer as a people, especially our black men, how do you prepare him for this? And I thought, all I can do is be completely honest with him, right? Mm -hmm. Completely honest about policing, completely honest about systemic racism, completely mm -hmm. honest about how this world sees Black men, right? Yeah. But in that, I have to also prepare him with the faith that I have and give him that same faith and know that God would not have put us in this world if he did not know that we could overcome in our, in, in our journey. And as a black man, the reason why you're so per persecuted is because of your power. So I have to remind mm. him of his power and so remind him of who he is, um, what he's capable of. And in that, that's why people are so eager to strip him of all that power he has yes. right yes. so it's preparing him by knowing who he is knowing the power yeah. that he has right and then also knowing how to operate in that power right yeah. how to deal with police when you're confronted with them no matter if you live in the suburbs of California, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if you live in the suburbs yep. of Los Angeles, you will still be confronted with the same issues because you're a black boy. And so if it he, is what it so is. if I'm honest with him about that, he'll never see the separation between him growing up in Sherman Oaks, California and, and, and someone who is growing up in, uh, you know, a project in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I'm from, there's no separation. Y'all are two black boys. So I have to prepare you in the same way.
You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and, and be cognizant Absolutely. of what's going on in the world. And also, so he'll, so he'll have some empathy and, and know that although he's separated from, from how certain black boys are growing up, you still are connected to that black boy. So he, until, until we're all free, we're, none of us are free. So that's what I'm teaching my black son. Man. Mm-hmm. moving because we running out of time i gotta get all my yes. stuff in now this is my next question before i ask the last one though so so is, is little little kiron gonna get a get to be a big brother or are we considering <laughs> this listen <laughs> first listen, of all i'm just gonna put it out there you know it takes you know i i won't say what I'm not going to do, right? Because because God going to do what he want to do and his plan is his plan. And, you know, I yield to that. You know, I yield to his will. But I am still only three months out. I'm not at that place where it's like, I forgot. I still remember the pain <laughs> of it all. So I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> we go, we go, hold on. I'm going to circle back on my birthday. We'll come back around July, okay? To make sure okay, let's circle back around. Because once he start walking, because I know he's going to walk fast. When, when yeah, he start yeah. moving his little legs, that's usually when they say, you know, they're pushing that baby out the way. For yes. We're going to see. Let's, use, the let's way. use that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so the next thing I want to ask this is, so let us know what's, what's next. Like, what is next for you? Are you going to take some time to just relax a little more? Do you plan on working? Are you working now? And if so, anything we need to keep our eyes out? Girl, I know you are. I'm already trying to get back to it, girl. I, I was very, very clear that I was going to give myself the, the time and space to, to heal, to mother, to, to allow my baby to adjust to this world, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just give him the time. So I'm doing that. Um, but it's just hard for me cause I'm a writer, I'm a, you know, and so I've been writing and coming up with ideas and, and I can't even help it. Um, I was in the midst of, you know, writing and selling shows prior to the pandemic. Then I got pregnant during the pandemic and, you know, so we're now coming up out of it. Um, and, and I don't plan to stop. I'm keep going. I got a lot of stuff coming, a lot of projects that are, you know, right on the (laughs) brink of, um, um, you know, happening and getting, you know, projects getting made other things that I'm working on my social media had kind of went dark because I didn't tell anybody I was pregnant. You knew. I remember. (laughs) I went dark. That was like, not Simone, you popped up. Yeah. Like, hey, it's baby. <laughs> exactly. People are like, where are you at? What's going on? Did you give up your career for Kiron saying all this stuff? Um, <laughs> yes, girl, they were hitting me with everything. <laughs> but but God told me to be still and not say anything. And so I did. Yeah. So I told the people who were close to me, who the people who were praying for me, but God told me that I had to protect me and my baby's energy. So that's what I did. She um, sure did it too. Yes, she need to write but, a book on how to do that, y'all. When I tell you that you went to Simone's house, Simone had them legs up. She was comfortable. She was yes. eating healthy and drinking right. Listen, she drinking nursed my- and nurtured her baby. She had I that. Did. She was right on. And I was like, yes. you know what, sis? In the middle of a pandemic. Girl, Ooh, I had that's when I had food. just... Um, and this is another thing that I haven't really talked about, but I will talk about... Um, but I had cut my hair off. I completely, I had did the, I had did the big chop and I right like maybe like a week before I found out I was pregnant. It was so crazy. God had just came to me and told me it was time for new growth. And I didn't realize that it was about my baby. So I was like, 
new growth. And I mean, cut my hair off, cut it off. Um, and so that's what I did because I, and, and, and through my whole pregnancy, I didn't worry about my hair. I didn't worry about, it was, I kept my feet, like you said, I would drink my alkaline water. I ate good. And I, and I nurtured this baby and I nurtured, you know, my mental health. And, and that's what I focused on. I'm telling you, it's, it's, even that in itself without pregnancy, knowing how to do that is it, yes. huge. It, it, it's, a, it's, it's really a gift to know how to separate and say, you know what, I have to stop and I have to take yeah. care of myself yeah. and whatever that looks like, because people are battling all these different sicknesses there and throughout all, all kinds of reasons, but you have to learn when to turn it off. And when God say, be still y'all, we got to be and I'm telling you the woman did it and she brought this beautiful baby into the yeah. world and, and now and now we're all blessed and and we know that his future I remember at your baby shower everybody that was saying like it's just interesting the way we all know that the life is that you guys brought into the world this life is going to bring so much more life and abundance yes. to people yes it was yes. It, 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 it is, I've been to other baby showers but when you got this many people speaking that kind of yes. powerful stuff into a child's life prior to them even being here, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And when I tell yes. you that this baby has had nothing but affirmation spoken over yes. his life before he was even in his mother's womb, for that matter, yes. we Amen. were on it. And let me tell yes. you, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And, I, I, and I'm going to shut up. So Simone, we already, I have all your information down here. They know where they can find you and follow you. Is there any last minute thing you want to say to the new moms, to the grandmoms, to the foster moms? And I'm shouting all yes. of y'all out while I say this. Oh, yes. To the aunties, to the everybody <laughs> that is stepping up and being a mother. I love and appreciate you. So my mama, love you. And yes. um, please sis, share whatever wisdom or encouragement you want to, to the girls and the mothers. You know, I just want women to understand that although, you know, my motherhood, my motherhood technically started years before I gave birth mm -hmm. um, because I was a stepmother to Reagan, Kiran's daughter. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want people to know that you don't have to carry and birth a child to be a mother. And, you know, mothering comes from how you care for the life that God has put in front wow. of you. So that could be Ooh. your niece. It could be your child. It could be somebody else's child. It could be a whole bunch of people who you work with, who whatever it may be. So, yeah. you know, mothering is, is something that God places in you, you know, even without placing the child in you. Right. So, Amen. so, so allow yourself if, if, you know, to, to be kind to yourself. If you're in a state of mm -hmm. wanting to be a mother and haven't got there yet, just know that, you know, it, it takes, it, it's a lot more than being a mother to be in a mother than just giving birth to a child. Um, right. so, so, so be patient with yourself. And then I really, really want women, especially black women to give themselves grace when it comes to all aspects of their life. You know, this quarantine was really hard, whether it's your career, whether it's in relationships, finding the right person, mm -hmm. whether it is, you know, in your look, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, um, it, because so, so many times we hold on to stuff, whether it's hair or, or, or a look or, or. A relationship or any of these things because we're afraid of what will happen next what i'm Man. saying to you is that listen have faith and give yourself grace if you give yourself grace then then you'll allow yourself the the leeway to, to make yeah. mistakes and that that's important players f up too 
it's okay. Yes. You know? It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Give yourself grace, ladies. Give yourself some time. Work through some yes. stuff. Simone, God dang it. Thank you. Thank you for No, thank this. you. I love you. you. No, I'm sad because honestly, we could do this for like an hour, y'all. But Girl. I just never come back so, for something else. Yes. But I just thank you for your time. I know that you have been doing so much and you blessed us with your wisdom and your knowledge today. And it is not, not, not taken for granted. I promise you that. I really love you and I miss you. And I'm glad you. that you are. I miss kidding. you. But so I really want to make sure you guys know too, don't forget every episode. I want to encourage you support a black business, donate to a nonprofit organization. Today's episode, I want y'all to donate to this nonprofit organization. It's called Seed House Project. Okay. They foster youth by providing shelter, homes. They give to the homeless youth and not just any kind of giving y'all. Listen to what happens. They provide mental health support. They provide a creative space. Now, this is what I love oh. about it. They provide a creative art space as well as business courses to teach them how to execute what their business plans are. And a That's little good. bit about the founder of this, this is crazy, this dude, Garrett Underwood. I met him years and years and years ago, but I didn't know that this was his nonprofit that I was given to because I loved what they were doing at the time. Mm -hmm. He had a different organization. But Seed House Project is his. And what he did was he donated his childhood home mm. so that he could house 30 youth, 30 youth, young men that didn't have a place to live. Okay. That's amazing. Who knows where they would have ended up? He donated yeah. his house and he lived in the trailer so that they could live in his home. I'm trying to tell you, this is what we talked about Woo! laying down your life. Okay. Yes. The man has done that the first time and now they have their nonprofit and they're building and building and building and they're giving to these children and they're helping their mental health. Our black boys, especially somebody got yes. to speak to that. So they're helping their mental health. But we both know as being in the creative arts world, getting that creative thing out of you helps you release. It's a beautiful release, thing, y'all. Yes. It's yes. so in a positive way. Something. Yeah. in a good way right positive and if you're going through things you can get it out on paper or you can get it out in music you can get it out yeah. in whatever your form of yeah. art is and then you are no longer possibly carrying that weight no more that's the power yeah. of creativity so again seed house project i know i said more than i normally would please donate as you can say i'm in love with it um thank you so much again for being here simone to my beautiful girls y'all still alive you can hear this you can hear us you see the face that's right here. Please make sure you keep writing. You get the opportunity to write your own happy ending. And to our mothers, happy Mother Day. Happy Mother Day. I love y'all. Bye, sis. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for having me.